And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, joining us now as we take a look at the market trade as we wrap up 2022 and enter into 2023, we're joined by Chad Hart, economist with Iowa State University. Chad, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And I hope you are doing well. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you as well, Jesse. Doing well. Yeah, good to hear. Thanks for joining us, Chad. Let's uh, let's dive in. And I think just to start, a good spot for us to start is looking at markets here in 2022. It's been an interesting year, obviously. A lot of volatility, a lot of news items, a lot of geopolitical issues out there, weather. There's been so many different factors. As you kind of stop and pause and look back at 2022, what stands out to you here? What should we have learned from this year watching the market? trade? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll describe it this way. If we could sort of freeze where we're at today, I think a lot of farmers and ranchers across the country would be happy. Yes, we've seen tremendous amount of volatility in a, in a lot of our agricultural markets, but for the most part, that volatility has worked within farmers' favors. You know, we've seen incredibly strong prices sort of across the board. Yes, our costs are rising, but there's still a lot of profit margin to be had out there across our commodity complex here. We're going into 2023 in actually some really good spots as we look out there in terms of pricing and marketing. I think the challenges as we look forward will be looking at some of our production challenges as we look forward. Drought that has continued for the last basically two and a half to three years. The challenge of trying to reestablish or rebuild the cattle herd as we're looking forward during, you know, the next couple of years as we're looking out there. And then trying to, let's call it, find the floor underneath our international demand out there. Because when we look here at the tail end of 2022, domestic demand for our products remains incredibly robust. It's the international demand where we may be seeing some struggles as we look deeper into the data. Well, looking at that data, Chad, and looking at that export demand, I'm glad you brought that up because I think to me, that's maybe one of the single biggest issues heading into 2023 China, obviously, that's a big topic of conversation, has been for months looking at their demand, the COVID issues they have, their relationship with Brazil, uh, the reshuffling of the deck chair, so to speak. That seems to me like that could be maybe the single biggest issue that we could at least see on the horizon heading into 2023, Chad. Well, and you mentioned China, and I'm going to say that's that's the biggest deck chair that's moving around, but I want to point out that's not the only one as well. So what we're seeing out of China is a fairly strong pullback across many of our commodities when it comes to those international purchases, and this is sort of the, it's called the boomerang effect of the phase one trade deal. When you think about the surge that we saw out of China through 2020 and 2021, a lot of that was written in because of the phase one trade deal. Now that we are here in 2022, looking forward into 2023, the idea is that deal no longer holds for us. So we don't have those sort of guaranteed sales. And we're seeing China pull back and redistribute those purchases across the globe. And yeah, Brazil has been a major um, benefactor of that as we're looking down the line. But I want to point out that, you know, what we're seeing in China is not the only place where we're seeing that pullback. In fact, when we look at some of our commodities, and especially here, I'll probably pick on corn and pork as we're looking forward into 2023, we've seen just a general pullback across the globe where we're seeing concerns about the global economy and how that has, you know, started to wear down on those international customers, whether I'm looking at Southeast Asia into North Africa or across Latin America, we're seeing in general 
this shrinkage of demand as we look outside the U.S. Well, and with corn too, specifically, I, I mean, obviously we look at prices on the board right now, they're still holding fairly fairly good levels for producers to look at marketing here heading into next year if they're looking to market old crop right now or even new crop 23, 24 in some cases. Uh, because as you mentioned, some of that demand waning, the cost of inputs going higher. I mean, there's so many factors here, but I remember one of the first times I heard you speak, it was, I believe, during like 2013, 14, one of the last big cycles we saw. And the biggest thing you pointed out is that for every cycle that goes up, we come down. Yep. And I feel like we're at that point to where we're at the top of this cycle. And now the question is, when do we come down, Chad? And I feel like it's going to be sooner than later. Well, I'm going to argue we're already coming down in a certain sense and have been for a little bit here, but it's a different way than what we saw in 2013. When you think back to 2012, 2013, what we saw were incredibly strong price and cost swings. But the idea is we saw, you know, rapid prices up and rapid prices down. I think this time around, we saw the, 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 the rapid escalation of prices. But in this case, I think we're going to see a, let's call it a slower erosion within prices over time, which means costs are going to remain higher longer than they did back in the previous downturn. And so I think that's the big difference as we're looking here, because when I think back to 2013 and the, and the big fall there, it was a case of demand had already pulled back and then supplies just vastly exceeded that. We're not at that stage right now. As, as we see right now, you know, yeah, international demand's been shrinking, but let's face it, production has been cut as well. Mm -hmm. And when I'm looking here, they seem to be more in, if you will, in better balance, and it's helping hold our prices at these higher levels. But that profit margin is getting squeezed as we move forward here and will continue to get smaller and smaller as we look further out into the future. Well, and especially on the corn side, the supply is very tight still. Um, globally, here in the U.S., the supply is very tight. And obviously, we're watching South America to see what kind of a crop they grow in Brazil, Argentina, and then obviously U.S. crop here in the spring to see if we can replenish some of that supply. And then that's going to tie into the de demand picture as well. But uh, I, to your point, you know, if corn can hold here in the upper fives, low sixes, you know, that's, that's a pretty pretty solid level here to market a crop if you're smart about it and can work the balance sheet with your inputs going into next year, Chad. Yep. And I think that's the big key here again, is that when we're looking here, just like we talked about in 2013, 14, it is a matter of managing that margin. And in this case, I think, you know, and I've seen a lot of market analysts over the past, especially six months, talking much more about pairing up sales with input purchases and trying to maintain or lock in that profit margin with every move that we're making as we're looking forward here, because we recognize that, hey, those things, you know, those profit margins have been slipping, especially as we compare to summertime right now. We do see some worries about, like I say, international demand as we look out there, and we expect those to be long-lasting, at least here over the next year or so. And so that means you have concerns about prices continuing to work their way lower, and therefore, yeah, keeping an eye on the price, profit that you get from that crop is crucial as we look forward in 2023. That's Chad Hart with Iowa State University. We'll continue the conversation on our next episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.